Welcome to the Ollie at WVU podcast, Get to Know Each Other. This is Michelle, and I'm your host for this episode. This month, we're talking with Susan Martino, Ollie's new program assistant in Charleston. Susan and I talk a little bit about her background and how she ended up with us at Ollie, her love of skiing and cross-country running, though not running in Morgantown, and her newfound joy in hiking in West Virginia with her family. I really enjoyed learning more about Susan and hope you will too, especially those of you in Charleston who will eventually get to meet her in person. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. So we are super, super excited to have you on board and actually have someone in Charleston. Since you're brand new, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I am... I've been in Charleston for eight years now, and as you said, new to Ollie, but I came to Ollie via um, the American Heart Association, where I had had been there about four years prior to, and I did a lot of development work with them, uh, doing fundraising and mostly the Charleston and Huntington Heart Walks. It's a great mission, but once COVID hit, lots of things changed, so... Um, I am very grateful to be here at Ollie and, you know, just looking forward to lots of great new experiences and meeting a lot of new people. Um, Excellent. Yeah. You have, you are married and have kids. You're single. You have pets. You have. I am married. I have children and I have pets. So <laughs> we what have kind a of very pets do you busy have? household. Uh, I have a dog. He is a big old mutt. Uh, we think. A little bit of German Shepherd, a little bit of Lab, and a little bit of what people have told me is West Virginia Hound Dog. So he's so, black and brown, I'm guessing. He's black and brown. <laughs> yeah. I but, didn't know what West Virginia Hound Dog was until <laughs> until someone I, pointed it out and I looked it up and that's him. My, uh, my parents had a, a stray that showed up at their house and he was essentially black and brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just complete... Yeah an utter mutt and this uh, terrifyingly smart <laughs> that's how mine is I mean he's very smart um and he's the greatest dog he we got him at the shelter and whoever had him before never came to claim him but he's oh. very well trained so he knew all of his commands and was crate trained and so we got lucky, lucky so you had him. zero hard work getting him established in your house Yes, there was no, we did the puppy thing once and I'm happy to, (laughs) happy to get a two-year-old that isn't going to puppy itself all over my house. So you, I believe you've mentioned you uh, went to WVU. So what did did you study? I studied marketing. I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. At the time of going to college, everybody I knew went to Penn State. That was just sort of the thing to do. But I don't know, I did some campus tours and drove into Morgantown and I didn't even get past the Coliseum. And I looked at my mom and I said, this is where I'm going. So wow. make, make plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just loved the mountains and I thought the campus was just, it was big, but it was quaint. I think quaint. Yeah. Um, um, I loved my time at WVU and really it kind of just kickstarted feeling like a West Virginian, I guess. I really have, that's sort of the whole reason we came back to 
to West Virginia and landed in Charleston uh, was that we wanted to get back here. Was, um, is your husband also from Pennsylvania? He's actually, no, he's actually from the Northern Panhandle. So oh, he is a West, true West Virginian. I'm just an adopted. <laughs> That's but, okay. Yeah, he's from here. And uh, we spent after graduation, both of us moved south for about 12 years for him and about 10 years for me. We had two little kids, two little girls, and wanted to get closer to family. So West Virginia just kind of kept calling. <laughs> yeah, all right. See, I went away my first year to college and hated it. I just, I'm like, it's flat here and I'm in the city and there are no trees. And I just didn't know, I just didn't know what to do with anything, especially myself. Yeah. So yeah, there's just something about West Virginia that you tend to love it. There is. I will say though, when you say you moved to somewhere flat, I lived in Erie is very flat. Morgantown is not. No, and it is not. <laughs> I ran cross country in high school and thought that I would just continue running as, as I always had um, until I moved onto High Street and <laughs> I kind of slowed up on the running. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally, totally different you know, trying to do anything. Like, there are legions of people who are like, yeah, I know how to drive a, a standard transmission until they have to stop on the hill. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Even an automatic will get you sometimes. <laughs> Can you tell, you said that you worked for the American Heart Association in Charleston. What was your career path? Well, I really got into the nonprofit world being at WBU. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a sorority. And our philanthropy was called Choose Children. Um, it's now since changed to autism. But um, we worked a lot with the WVU Children's Hospital and would go in and just help entertain the kids and did fundraisers throughout the year, raising money for the hospital. So that was really my first taste of true fundraising for nonprofit organization. And after I graduated WBU, the job market then was pretty tough. The economy wasn't in the best, <laughs> in the best place and finding a job was, wasn't easy. But I moved to Charlotte, worked for the newspaper for a couple years. And then as my husband and I were getting married, he lived in Augusta, Georgia, and we had to try and figure out who was moving for whom. And a great opportunity presented itself in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we both picked up and moved and we <clears throat> settled in Knoxville for about 10 years. And that's when I really spent a good chunk of my career. I worked for Second Harvest Food Bank in Knoxville. I was the marketing and events coordinator down there. Food banking is such a simple concept. We had such a, such a great team. It was a, you know, it's just a fantastic, easy mission of feeding people who don't have enough to get through their, their days. And so that really just sort of solidified my career path. I've dabbled in a few other things here and there, but I ultimately ended up just feeling like it was, you know, having a career and a job, it, it needs to be fulfilling for me. And I, you know, want to try and make a difference along the way. So I totally understand. Yeah. So, so what do you think of us so far here at Ollie? 
I think it's been great. Um, I, I want to say it's been about five weeks, maybe six weeks. And the people have been fantastic. I think that for me has been the biggest joy. You know, we also sit in and start the Zoom classes and I catch myself getting away from the work because something has caught my attention and I'm learning things as well. <laughs> as well. It's, been, it's been great. I've been surprised at how the friendships, you know, even through just being on Zoom that people have with each other. It, it's been enjoyable. I hope that we can all get back in person and everybody that I see on a computer screen, I can give a hug or a, an elbow nudge to in the future. <laughs> and I think that, that weirdly, the pandemic has been good for Ollie simply because Charleston and Morgantown were always super, super separate. And the fact that we see each other, you know, in, in some cases every single day, the people yeah. from Morgantown are getting to know everyone from Charleston. And, and I think I've been able to spend way more time talking, you know, and getting to know you than I would have if we weren't doing all this Zoom stuff. So I think there's, yeah. there's a lot of positives coming from the horror that has been the pandemic. Yeah. So I'm looking I think. No, I was going to say, I think it's been, I've been looking through a lot of the um, spring semester feedback. And I think a lot of folks too, as much as we want to be in person, they do also like the fact that they can take classes that would typically be offered in either Charleston or Morgantown via Zoom and participate that way also. And I think we've been able to reach some folks that are even outside of our little Morgantown and Charleston area. I mean, I'm yes. already nudging my mom in Erie to say, hey, come join us for the summer. <laughs> Because we're almost all online for the summer. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. My mom and dad can join us too. So well, I think there's been some pluses and, but I do, you know, I do look forward to being in person. And touching people. Yeah. Not like a creepy way. <laughs> not in a, not an El, El Creepo way, but yeah. <laughs> well, and I joke because I'm kind of a hugger. So I say the pandemic's been really hard for the huggers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What kind of hobbies do you have? What do you do in your copious amounts of spare time since you have kids? Right. Well, that's, that's mostly my children are my biggest hobby at the moment. They are 12 and one is turning 10 here in the next week or so. Um, well, happy birthday are, to them. Yes. Thank you. They are both very busy with sports. They, two girls who are just, we've introduced them to a lot of little different things to kind of let them pick and choose what they really like to do and darn if they don't like at all. <laughs> so we have softball players and soccer players and swim team in the summer and all kinds of things. So it's fun for me to see them happy. So that's, you know, my ultimate hobby. But when I do have time to get away, we, you know, we've actually had some downtime with the pandemic. So one of the, one of the really great things that has come out of it is that we have been able to spend a ton of time in the West Virginia State Parks hiking. You know, we got the dog about nine months before the pandemic started and everybody was very busy with jobs and school and, you know, we just, just go through normal life. But when everything kind of came to a screeching halt and there were no more sports and we were all stuck at home and needing a little bit of an outlet, the hiking trails of West Virginia have become good friends of ours. So 
we pack up for the whole day and eat sandwiches and snacks and just go explore. We're a bit adventurous in the fact that we try to not even stick on the trails. We like to <laughs> veer off and we have found some pretty cool stuff just by walking off the trails. And we love to hike and I love to ski. So water skiing, downhill skiing. A little known fact is that I actually taught taught skiing for seven years. Really? Taught, taught snow skiing for seven years. Yep. I'm guessing um, not in Tennessee? Nope. Back up home in Erie. Yep. There was a little, little resort called Peak and Peak. Cute little place, but yeah, I taught skiing. It's just sort of the one thing that I'm just really good at <laughs> when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. And so I just get on the mountain and just, I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. There's something about being in the cold and the clear air and hopefully the sunshine. And my kids have kind of come to enjoy it as much, which has been fun for me to pass on something that I love so much to them and be able to teach them how to do it. So another little known fact. That's lovely. I, I love outdoor stuff. I'm really crappy at it because I'm a huge klutz, but I love outdoors. I really like snowshoeing, skiing. I'm a bit too clumsy to ski. I really enjoyed it when I did it in high school. But <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, one of my dear friends, she didn't know this about me. You know, word somehow got around that I had taught skiing and she called me up one day and she said, both of my kids ski, my husband skis. And when we go off to snowshoe or wherever, she said, I sit in the lodge and I wait for them. She said, will you teach me? And I was so excited. And I said, sure, because you don't get, you know, many adults who want to try. I think skiing as an adult is scary. You know, starting that as an adult is scary. But she and I went out on a Wednesday. Nobody was there. And I had a great day. And she started skiing. And she's, I think they had three trips this winter. But now she says there's a whole list of clients that I have waiting for me for next winter. <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I told her I give her a lot of credit for wanting to try something difficult and new it, you know, as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I learned how to snowshoe as an adult. And oh, I bet that's one thing I've never done. So I, uh, well, if you could cross country ski, I think it would get you about the same places because I love to hike and it's hard to hike in the Canaan area in the winter without snowshoes when every single step has your snow up to your thighs you're like "Mm, this is not going to go very far (laughs) yeah yeah I I definitely recommend it it's I don't know if it's an ollie class for you (laughs) I am not that good Snowshoe hiking with Michelle. <laughs> I'll do winter hiking where there's not a lot, not a lot of snow, but I don't think I'm, I'm good enough to teach other people. how. To... <laughs> okay. And then when you fall on your face, here's how you get up. Oh, wait, and you fall again. <laughs> yeah. Sounds perfect. What have you been, I, things are a little different now that we, it, that the winter's over and we can get outside and yes. a lot of the restrictions are easing up, but is there anything you've been reading or watching to help keep you sane during the pandemic? I am, I'm, 
I'm a reader, obviously, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll always ask people about books. Have you read anything really good? Yes. Well, I have one of my, I just finished probably what is maybe one of my most favorite books that I've read. And I like, um, after, you know, you've read so many, you can read one and say, oh, it's on the, it's on the top list, top of the list. Um, it's called Little Princes. I'm really big into memoirs lately. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably all I've read here, maybe in the last four years, even four or five years. Little Princes, Connor Grennan wrote it. And it's a book about how he kind of ditched his high powered day job at, I think he was around 29 and traveled across the world, spent a whole year just traveling across the world. And throughout his planning, he had little stints of time volunteering at different places across the, across the globe to get him back to New York eventually. And his first stint was three months in a, in Nepal, in India, working at a children's home called Little Princes. The kids just ultimately in the end made such an impact on him and in his life that he then takes on a whole nother adventure after the year is over, uh, raising money for the children's home and trying to reunite all of these lost children with their parents. So many children in Nepal are not so much taken from their families, but families pay to have their children they're promised a better life with education and all of those kind of things. And it's, it doesn't happen. The kids are then just left and they're in these orphanages with no real way of reuniting them with their families because of how remote these villages are. They don't necessarily know where the children have come from. So it's a really cool story about how Connor falls in love with these boys and works really hard to get them back with their families and and then you throw in a little love story in there too, as, as he meets someone. So, but it's a really, really neat, neat book. That one is one I just recently finished and TV, we are watching Suits on okay. Amazon Prime. So that one was, it's an older show. It started in 2011 and finished in 2009, but two crazy attorneys and all of the wildness that happens out in the firm and what they get into. So... <laughs> This is, this is, uh, this is pretty, can be pretty intense, but it's, it's got a really good, it just catches you every episode. So I've not really been ever one to binge watch shows, mm-hmm. I, mostly because I just don't have time, but I could probably just try and clear my life away and sit and do nothing but watch episodes of Suits. <laughs> I love it that much. It's great. Well, that, that is, that is fabulous. And it's, it's, I think it's interesting how we all managed to find things that maybe we wouldn't have previously mm-hmm. just because we're like, oh, I'm stuck and I need to do something to keep me from losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we try and get the kids to bed on time so that there is plenty of time for one hour of suits per <laughs> night. <laughs> The, the, the problem is like a lot of things are that, that people really like are like, oh, well, it's just out. And with the way the media is all fractured, it's sometimes like, oh, well, you don't have access to this. Mm-hmm. So you can't watch it kind of thing. Yeah. So it's very, well, it's, it's very odd. Everyone 
for for decades everyone's like i hate the cable companies and i hate that you can't get things a la carte and now that you can get things a la carte everyone's like why is this so expensive <laughs> well <laughs> right why can't everything be on one one streaming channel? exactly <laughs> why do i have to pay for four Hmm. I <laughs> There's know. just no pleasing humans at all. <laughs> no. What should I have asked you to talk about that I have not done so? Well, one of the things I thought of when you sent that question over mm-hmm. was not so much what enough to ask, but like, what is something that I'm just like, I totally have loved in my life and um, I think for me, that was traveling abroad to Italy. Um, I just have such a love for that country <laughs> um, and the people there. And um, it was such a great, I studied abroad while I was at WVU, stayed at a little tiny boarding school at the base of the Alps. and Oh, the hardship. Ex- <laughs> right. I know. Got to experience four weeks of just tiny little town in Italy where everything shuts down at lunchtime and comes back to life in the middle of the day. And there's only one of everything, one coffee shop, one pizza shop, one little supermarket, but then also got to explore the big cities on the weekends. We were kind of let go to go explore and go travel on the weekends when we weren't in school. You know, it was just a really great experience. Not only did I learn a lot about international business and marketing, but I really just learned to appreciate a whole nother culture, a whole different way of life, a much slower way of life. There are just no interrupt. I mean, no interruptions. It's very peaceful. (laughs) It's on my bucket list to just, my husband, he's obviously Martino. I'm, I'm the blonde Swedish (laughs) side of, you know, my family, but I married an Italian and he's actually never been. So it's obviously on our list to visit, but it's on my bucket list. I want to just get like a little apartment when I'm retired and live that simple life for just a couple months and try and immerse myself even more. You should talk to uh, Melora Can because she lived there for maybe a decade. Uh. So... Yes, that will get you even more excited about, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's on my list. It's on my list. So what is your best tip for making the world a better place? I think this past year has probably been one of the hardest for most of us. <laughs> yeah. And I think my biggest tip would just be to give a little kindness and grace, you know, a little bit of latitude and, you know, we can only walk in our own shoes, but we can support others as they walk in theirs. And I think just having a little patience and understanding, try and not be so self-absorbed in our four walls of our house that we've been in for the last year. It's been a very different, different year. Yes. One I hope we never have to repeat. (laughs) All fingers crossed for that. All fingers crossed, maybe even toes. (laughs) Um, So I think that would, you know, overall, I just think we just be kind humans to each other. There's a little pithy saying that's like, you know, you don't know what someone else is going through. So mm-hmm. you should always assume that everyone is struggling and they might not tell you about what their struggles are, but they're having their own struggles. So yep. give them the benefit of the doubt. 
That doesn't yes. mean you should let people walk all over you. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's a hard line to walk sometimes. Hard line. Well, any last words you have before we end this? Not many. Just thank you for having me. And I look forward to many, many weeks of classes and meeting a bunch of new faces over the next little period of time. Well, thank you for joining us. We are utterly delighted to have you with us. Thank so, you. I, I don't know here. if you, you caught from my earlier emails how happy I was <laughs> <laughs> to have someone in Charleston. Yes. I'm glad you're with us and I look forward to talking to you more via Zoom, but yes. I'm even more happy that you'll actually get to talk to the people in Charleston and they'll have an actual human to speak to. Yes, me too. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for having me. I hope you all enjoyed listening to my talk with Susan, and I hope you all in Charleston get to meet her in person really soon. My thanks again to Susan for joining me, and thank you for listening. If you would like to join us on this podcast, or if you know an Ollie member we should interview, please reach out, out to us at ollie at hsc.wvu.edu. That's O-L-L-I at hsc.wvu.edu. Until next time, take good care and be kind to those around you and yourself.